the White House would never be the same. To those who worked there, it was an ill-kept, inconvenient, and dirty old rickety concern, made even shabbier by the heavy footfalls and hard use of civil war. But for all its disarray, it had been John Hay's home. For four years, he and his fellow private secretary, John George Nicolay, had shared a bedroom across the hall from the president's office, and throughout the war, no one had lived more intimately with the Lincolns. No one had witnessed more closely the toll of work and worry and death of a son and a three-quarters of a million of the nation's sons upon Abraham Lincoln. To be sure, not every day had been dark, and Lincoln's spirit had not always been so somber. On the occasions, spontaneous and evanescent, when Lincoln's native humor had shone forth, it radiated most directly on the two secretaries, Nicolay, an earnest twenty-nine, and Hay, a callow twenty-two, when they first accompanied the president from Springfield in 1861. With unconditional devotion and respect, Hay and Nicolay had taken to calling their Zeus-like employer the Tycoon, or the Ancient. But now, in May of 1865, they too were a good deal more ancient, and Lincoln was dead. A month after the assassination, the White House seemed like a corpse itself, laid out in the clothes of a stranger. Of the two secretaries, Hay had been struck more bluntly by the murder. Nicolay was away from Washington on April 14th, when the President and Mrs. Lincoln went to Ford's Theater. Hay had remained at the White House with Robert Lincoln, the President's eldest son. Over the past five years, Robert had spent little time with his father, off at boarding school in 1859 as Lincoln prepared to run for the presidency, away at college in 1860 when Lincoln won his party's nomination and then the national election, gone for nearly the entire Civil War.